0: Now if I told you that 70% of dog bites on children are due to a dog that they know and love, so the family dog or a dog who is owned by a family member, what would you think? Would you still think that there's no chance of your dog biting your child? Well in today's episode I, dis- I discuss how to stop this from happening. I give you six strategies to prevent your pet dog Biting your child, and it will also help prevent your dog biting any other child as well. Before we get going, though, I'm Dr. Alex, and this is the Our Pets Health podcast, where my aim is to help you and your pet live a healthier, happier life. And this podcast episode actually comes from a video I was asked to do um, by my friends over at Parent Pacifier. They that is a YouTube channel um, that. Brings information for new parents, parents with babies, parents with young children. All about making their life easier, and this fits really well with you know my desire to not only help our pets to live healthier, happier lives, but to help us as owners live healthier, happier lives, live less stressful lives, um, and be sure that we're making the the decisions that we need to make and know why we have to make those decisions. So I hope you find it interesting um and yeah without further ado let's get into the audio hi so big thanks to Dan for inviting me back on parent pacifier to talk to you today about how to stop your dog from biting your child now that might be your baby when you first bring them home it might be your toddler or it might be your child as they get older it's really a very important topic but first for those of you who don't know me my name is Dr Alex and I run the website rpetshealth.com and the YouTube channel rpetshealth where my aim is to help you and your pet to live a healthier happier life so if you've got a pet I'd certainly love to have you come visit but for now I want to talk about this very important subject now. As well as a vet, I'm also a father with two young children and I know how unpredictable and how curious they can be. And that means that if you have a dog and your children are the same, which I'm sure they will be, it's really important to prevent them getting bitten by your family dog. And you might think that that's never gonna to happen to you. You might think that your dog is the cruisiest, the nicest, the friendliest dog in the whole world, but If I tell you that over 70% of dog bites on children is due to a dog that they know and that they love, then that might change your mind. So I've got six steps today to help you prevent your dog from biting your child. And step number one is to socialize your dog or puppy. Now, ideally this is gonna be at an early age, so when you first get your puppy, you'll introduce them to babies, to toddlers, you'll go around to your friends, your family who have got young babies or young children and you'll introduce your puppy to them. If they come across them at this stage, then they're just like sponges. They're gonna accept them as normal. They're gonna accept the crying, the noise, the hustle and bustle, the poking and prodding as normal. And they're gonna learn that as they get older and when they are then introduced To having a child in their own house they're going to accept that as a much more normal experience now if you've got an older dog then we can still do this socialization process it's just going to take longer it's going to take a few more introductions to these situations for them to accept that and we may need to start off a little bit more gradually so that might be just introducing them to a kind of being in the same room as a baby to being in the same room as a toddler without any specific interaction to start with and then gradually as time goes on just increase that level of interaction increase the noise that they're subjected to and then when it comes to actually welcoming a baby or a child into the house they're going to be much happier about that and less stressed and stress should not be underestimated when we bring babies and children into the house. And I've actually done another video for Parent Pacifier that I'm sure Dan will link up here or somewhere that goes through a few steps that you can take to reduce the stress in your dog or in your cat when you're bringing a child into the house. So make sure you check that out as well. Okay, so my second step to prevent bites is to learn some dog body language. Now, if you spent any time on YouTube, on Facebook, and you've seen videos of babies and toddlers playing or interacting with other dogs. It's incredible how scary that can actually be to someone who is able to read the body language of a dog. Oftentimes we think of these behaviors as cute, but actually we're putting our dogs under a huge amount of stress and many times we're actually setting them up to fail. It wouldn't be surprising if these dogs bit the child, and it's amazing that they don't in many cases. So yawning, lip smacking, wide staring eyes, the ears, held back or even just really erect and upright facing towards the child pressed flat against the head is another thing trying to back away these are all things that um signs that dogs will be giving us that they're really not happy with the situation they're really not comfortable it might be that their lips are pulled back just slightly showing their teeth and oftentimes that's actually interpreted by many people as them smiling it couldn't be further from the truth though they're saying hey, I'm getting really uncomfortable, look at my teeth. If you push me much further, then there is a chance that I will bite. So dogs very rarely go from being perfectly happy to biting. They escalate their behavior to try and give warnings, to try and let us know that they're not happy. It's only when things get really bad, you know, it might be that they start growling and then that's even ignored and then they'll bite. Now, that brings me on to to growling. If your dog growls, do not tell them off. They are trying to communicate with you, and that's very important because what can happen if you've got a dog who is growling, who is expressing themselves, who is expressing the fact that they're not happy, and you tell them off? That's when we get the danger of a dog going, well, I'm not gonna growl because I get told off and shouted and excluded all the time. I'm gonna stop growling, and I'm just gonna go straight to biting. And so it's not their fault again, it's ours. We really need to learn to read their body language. Okay, so step three is to always supervise your dog and your child when they're together. And this is active supervision. So if you're in the kitchen and you know, you're know you keeping an ear out for your child and your dog in the other room, that's not active supervision. There's no way that you are going to be, be able to detect a situation that is getting out of hand. Now, obviously, this step is only really of use if you're actually able to, to read your dog's body language and to intervene accordingly. But... Active supervision really is very important, and that goes for babies, for young toddlers, and even children as they get older. I would say, you know, children even as, as, as old as seven or eight should always be supervised because you never quite know what they're going to get up to or what bright idea they have that your dog may take objection to. Okay, and that brings me on nicely to step number four, which is to start teaching your child from a very early age to be gentle with your dog, to respect their space, to respect their possessions, and to just really behave nicely with them. So it's not rocket science. Dogs don't like their tails being pulled, they don't like having their ears tugged. Small dogs often don't like being picked up. Big dogs and small dogs don't like um, being kind of cuddled really tightly or having your child kind of just lay right on top of them. It's amazing what, as I've said before, it's amazing what our dogs will put up with before they go to bite, but just learning to respect our pets can make a huge difference. Food and meal times is another really important thing. We should be teaching our our children when they're very young to never go and interrupt your dog when they're eating never certainly never try and take food away from them i mean it's a good it's a good thing to train your dog to to be happy with having food taken from them but we should definitely be teaching our children to never do that we should never be teasing them with with food because that's just really setting them up for failure like i've said before we should also respect them when they're asleep or when they're resting if you're fast asleep and you get woken up by being jumped on that fright can cause a real defensive a defensive reaction and and for dogs that's biting we should also respect them if they want to withdraw so always having an escape route an open door so if your dog is not feeling comfortable many times they might go through that escalation of behavior but they will actually choose to withdraw to take themselves away from from that very thing that's stressing them out or causing them anxiety so just letting them go and teaching your child that if your dog doesn't want to play if they want to go to their bed or wherever their safe space is to let them to leave them alone and alone and respect their decision that they've made to withdraw from the interaction that they're having Okay, so that kind of went through my last two tips as well. So to just summarize for you, my first step is to socialize your dog, ideally at an early age when they're a puppy, but that can be done at any age, as long as it's done early in older dogs. So if you know that you're expecting a baby and presumably you will for some months before, starting really a long time in advance and just slowly building up. So the second step was to learn dog body language. They really do give us so many clues and if we learn to read that we can prevent so many dog bites and so many accidental injuries that are no fault of your dog. Step three was to always supervise your dog and child when they're together from an early age right up until they're maybe about seven or eight. It's obviously important here to learn your dog body language as well. Step four was to teach your child from a young age to always be gentle with your dog, don't pull tails don't hang off their ears, don't pick them up, don't cuddle them tightly, don't lie on top of them, that kind of thing. Step five was to be respectful around food, leave your dog alone at meal time, never take food off them, and don't tease them with treats. And step six was to always give your dog an escape route and to respect their decision to, to use that escape route, to go to their safe space, and to try and avoid that interaction respect their decision and let and make sure that your child leaves them alone when they're resting or when they're hiding or when they're in their bed and their safe space okay so i hope those tips help and they give you a few ideas for how to prevent your child getting bitten by your dog so there's also a really good book which is how to keep kids safe with dogs um, and i'm sure dan will pop her link down below so that's a really good book for a number of ways one it's actually kind of a very child friendly book so you can go through it with your child and it goes through a few strategies to help prevent bites from your dog but also it teaches them how to react and how to interact with other dogs when you're out and about and dogs that you do not know so that's really important it's something that you can help use to teach your child just to be happy to be confident and to be safe around dogs which is so important and then it's also got a section about dog body language and you'll have cottoned on by now that it's something that I think is very important and that all dog owners should know about. So thanks again to Dan for inviting me to come and talk to you. If you've got a dog and you're interested or if you've got a cat and you're interested in keeping them happy and healthy then I'd love to see you over on my channel rpetshealth or rpetshealth.com and until next time you take care. Okay so make sure you check out the show notes where I give you a couple of my book recommendations, including that one I spoke about, all about how to learn dog body language. So you'll know by now it's really important, or at least I think it's really important. Um, And it's something that, you know, it's quite interesting to learn about as well, especially if you've not, you know, been around a lot of dogs in your life. And even if you have, you're definitely going to be able to pick something up and learn, you know, how to predict any dog's behavior. So make sure you head over to the show notes. I'd also love to hear what you think. You know, Just leave me a comment when you're over there um, and let me know what you think. Let me know any other strategies that you found that maybe helped when you introduced um, you know, your new baby or a child into your family when there was already a dog or when you introduced a dog into your family with children already present. I'd really love to hear from you. I've also got another announcement and that is that for the last 106 episodes or so, I think it is, um, I've been releasing two podcast episodes every week. Well, that's actually going to slow down from now, and I plan to um, release one episode every week, so that's a certainty. Um, There will definitely still be weeks when there's two, um, and I've actually got a a backlog of probably five or six podcast episodes that are uh, just um, taken from collaborations that i've done some videos that i've done for other youtube channels and other topics that i've discussed for other people and that's part of the reason why i've made this decision so uh, i've got a lot of exciting developments coming up with our pets health um, a lot of collaborations um, on the table and just to allow me to concentrate on those to provide you guys with some great resources that um, I'm developing with um, some other friends and they'll be released soon definitely if you're not already a newsletter subscriber make sure you sign up because I'll be sending that information through Um, but yeah just wanted to let you know that don't worry I'm not going anywhere there will definitely still be one podcast episode every week and for several weeks um, and plenty of other weeks there will also be two when I've got done other collaborations and I've got other things to say. So make sure you're subscribed if you're not already and if you do enjoy these podcast episodes I'd appreciate it so much if you could just take the, the one or two minutes needed just to leave a review over on iTunes or wherever you're downloading this podcast. It helps more than you can imagine with other people finding this podcast and experiencing the benefits that it can bring to their and their pet's life. So that's it from me today. Until next time, take care.